Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pissed Off Pod. I'm Danny, And I'm Jess. And we're the Pierce Sisters, your hosts. And today we are going to be talking about long distance relationships. Yes. Now, disclaimer, I personally don't have a whole lot of experience in this. And I have a little bit more experience, but not a whole bunch either. I did have part of my current relationship as long distance, but it was much more of the smaller side of how long we've been together now. Yeah, so I think we're just going to have a chat about what our opinions are of it and whether you can make it work and based on kind of some of the things that we have experienced in being away from a loved one. Yes, and I, I know a lot of people probably are a bit curious about it, especially from my point of view. I mean, most people haven't experienced, and presuming most people haven't really experienced any long distance relationship, uh, let alone, so like five months is still quite significant one month is significant you know anytime you spend away from somebody and the change in the dynamic of your relationship can make it quite a big shift and yes we just thought we'd discuss it and sort of I don't know see where this conversation goes yeah all right so how about you fill us in on what experience you do or how the experience you have with being long distance yes okay so with my current boyfriend we've been together for two and a half years uh and so (laughs) we met and then after being together for about a month and we pretty much got into a relationship quite straight away because we just sort of knew that we wanted to be together and everything so anyway crazy story so we got together and then after a month of being together yeah one month then he left for three weeks and he went to Canada so first relationship then he was gone for like a month after we've been together for a month (laughs) and that was my first little taste but then I got him back very very well when I left and went on exchange to England for a whole semester which is about half a year I think I think it was about four and a half months actually not quite half a year because we traveled before yeah uh yeah and so then we spent like five and a half months of our first year together apart (laughs) separate separate on the other side of the world from each other and then I came back to Australia after my semester finished just before COVID and we celebrated our one year (laughs) anniversary (laughs) it was a bit wild people thought it was crazy I guess it was in hindsight sometimes I think it was a bit crazy so I don't know it was strange navigating the first year of a relationship and also doing it long, like learning how to do long distance at the same time, because I feel like the first year of any relationship, let alone your first relationship, is such a big learning curve, and it's just all so new, and then I came back, and I felt so strange. I remember feeling, like, it was weird, because when I came back to Australia, it's like I went through the entire beginning of a relationship process, but in a very, very, very short amount of time. (laughs) So you go through, like, the honeymoon phase and all of that and, like, you know, like, being a little awkward and it all happened again because we'd we'd spent so long apart. Like, it was pretty much even how long we'd known each other. we just spent that same amount of time apart and it was crazy. <laughs> that would be very strange. Yeah, I found it... Uh, I don't know. I was quite... Like, full disclaimer, I was quite anxious. So before I... Like, when I met Jackson, we met and I would tell people that I was going on exchange the next year so we met like around Christmas time and then I went I left we left August I think mm-hmm. so of that next year so I would tell people like oh yeah I'm going on exchange the end of next year and so I expected because I was so upfront nobody would want to date me mm. 
But for some reason, he was like, yeah, I like you. <laughs> I don't care. So we ended up kind of getting into a relationship. And I had so much, f- like, fear at the beginning. For, like, a while... This is going to be strange to say. For, like, a while, I was worried about whether I would be losing out by being in a relationship when I went on exchange. I think that's a fair fear to have, though. Especially, like, when I'd only just met him and I expected for so long to be going by myself, Mm. alone, single, and I didn't want to be held back. I think that a lot of portrayals or a lot of people that I know that have been on long distance or whatever, like, there's a lot of controlling and, you know, like, I didn't want to be held back from anything. I didn't want to feel like I couldn't do things because I didn't want to upset somebody so it took me like a while to get used to like like it took full disclaimer like it took me a while to be like okay no matter what like I'm not gonna break up with this person because I really Mm. like love him (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it was like a a question in my head for a while whether I was doing myself an injustice by not letting myself have that experience as a single woman yeah I think a lot of that was fueled as well by what people around you in society were saying that you were missing out and mm-hmm. how are you going to make long distance work like you've only just met and yeah like, literally like as if you guys could survive that blah yeah. blah blah did I want to like put that extra stress and like have mm. to be worried because like the whole point about going on exchange for me was to grow and to be independent and to be by myself and learn how to be by myself and so a lot of people were like how could you do that with like somebody else and I had a lot of these like as Georgie Stevenson would say, limiting limiting beliefs, and that is what they were. I believed that for a while, like I couldn't have that growth and that experience while being in a relationship with somebody, which is not true. Yeah, it wasn't true. I think. Yeah, I think that a lot of people believe that long distance can't work purely because of what other people have told them. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of I mean, the whole, the whole, everything in the world, you get projections from society on you. Mm. You get everyone's opinions vomited on you all day and it's exhausting and you start to believe them and there's like movies where long distance can't work or it has to work by having a giant romantic gesture and I just think like it did play a part and it did scare me for a long time and I, one of the best things about my relationship and it's been like this from the beginning is there was always so much communication mm. and it always has been like the person that I told that I had that fear was Jackson <laughs> yeah and so it was it was good to navigate that with the person that was also involved my philosophy on relationships is like 100% honesty and obviously you can't you can't ensure you get that from the other person both people have to be on that page but we both were so it was really good and and I talked to him a lot about that but then the next fear, so so I developed through that stage and then I was mm-hmm. like, I think a couple months, so three months in, it was like, okay, it's fine. I am excited to be in a relationship with somebody and I still get to go on exchange. I can do both. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then I, um, like, w- the next sort of stage was, oh my gosh, is this going to change our relationship? Because then I was so in love with this person (laughs) that I was scared to leave. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I mean, going back to what we said before about like people projecting and society projecting, like we saw, we went on Kentucky together first. Yes. And there was two specific, like we saw both of these things happen with people in our Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Somebody who was like, I have somebody back home who I really care about, but we've decided to be single while I do this so I can be single and experience 
this trip by myself mm-hmm. and then there was somebody who was in a relationship who wouldn't didn't make any friends because their partner got so jealous about it and yeah and so like i just saw both i just thought i'd put that out there like that's why we have fear of long distance because we have people and and there's no wrong or right way to do it everyone's just navigating their life but i don't think things need to be that complicated so the next fear i was yeah i was so scared that i would it would change us Mm. like i was so happy and so in love i was so worried that because you don't know what's going to happen and as soon as there's a change implemented things can just change right it can change and it can flow on and I think it took me a long time to realize that when you're in a relationship with somebody that is really good quality and it's strong, things change, but you grow through it together. Yes. And I think it takes a while to develop that. Mm. And so in the first five months of being with somebody, it's quite hard to to be able to predict, like, we can make it through anything, right? Yes. (laughs) I was scared about that. I used to, like, stay up nights and cry about it. And And also, like, I had, like, I was preparing myself for a really long time to go on exchange. And then all of a sudden, it was this completely new reason to be sad that I hadn't had time to prepare for because I'd never had even, like, a little bit of an inclination that I'd have a boyfriend. (laughs) And then now I had someone that I was in love with and I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) It was so hard. I remember even, like, my dad, he was like, you know, like, you want to go on exchange? I was planning on going on exchange for years. And he's like, I bet when you're about to go, you're going to meet somebody and then you're not going to want to go anymore. And so I had already had that thought in my mind that I wasn't going to let that stop me. Mm. It was a bit late. I'd already applied. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) like, I'd already decided. And I think it's good because otherwise it would have been hard to apply when you'd met someone already. Yeah. But uh, it all turned out fine. We were still together. I think... The thing that was very interesting for me was that I expected to be, like, the only person in a relationship on exchange. Yeah. I thought I would be the minority. I thought everyone would be single. And then I get on exchange and I go to my meet all my friends in my dorm and my flat, I should say. And they all have boyfriends except one person and all of their boyfriends are in England with them. (laughs) What? Well, not England, but, like, they all visited, like... I knew um, there was two of my really good friends on exchange. They both had boyfriends. One of them was in England, in London. So, like, a, I was in Oxford, so, like, an hour away. Yeah. So, they sort of saw each other all the time. And then my other friend, her boyfriend was in Lisbon. And so, they saw each other a couple times. And then other people in our adjoining flat, all their partners came to visit. And they, like, people had their families come because there was people from Europe Mm. on exchange in England so I remember going to a friend's house she lived in Paris and so she went home from exchange to get her eyebrows done because <laughs> she didn't trust anybody but her own eyebrow lady which I appreciate yeah but like what <laughs> here I am like other side of the world nobody there it was just yeah it was a mess <laughs> it was really interesting though I think that um there's a difference for you that your relationship was really supportive of what you wanted to do and wanting to go on exchange. And I think that makes a massive difference compared Mm. to those traveling and having to be long distance when it's not, they're not genuine. You're right. You know what I I mean? I was very, and like, I was very lucky to be in such a supportive relationship. And I want to say lucky, but I also 
Like, it was my choice to be, like, I mm. waited until I met somebody supportive. So yeah. I think it's in your power to, to make sure you can be with somebody that supports you and your dreams and things like that. And so I waited and I was, I mean, the thing is, even the most supportive person can get jealous. Of course. And I could not believe how there was, like, absolutely, or I didn't feel or hear or know about any, even the slightest hint of jealousy from Jackson, like, yeah. at all. And I think that made it so good. Like, we had um, a little group of friends, as you make on exchange. They become your family because you don't have your family there with you. And there was probably four, or probably between, or like eight guys, like eight Mm. boys that were in our group. And then us four girls, sometimes a couple more. And I didn't ever feel like I had to not talk about the guy friends I'd made. Yeah. I didn't have, I, I was... I went on nights out with guys and girls and groups and there was so much trust and I think that that's such a hard thing for the person that's staying. I mean, like, I trusted him 100%, but it's uh, there was a lot more opportunity for me to be bad and reckless when there was no repercussions and nobody was there to yeah. dump me in. And, like, for somebody to trust me that, like, that... Being given that level of trust made it so much easier to trust somebody else, if that makes sense. Yes, for sure. And I really appreciated that. And I think I told him everything because I didn't feel like he would get jealous over anything. Mm. And in the club, like, the guys that I was with were really good guys. They were really nice, genuine people. So you meet sleaze balls everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And those guys were the type of ones that I could, like, you know, stand next to. So then other... And, like, I could tell Jackson that. I'd be like, yeah, like... You know, I hung out with X, Y, Z all night because, you know, he's really tall and nobody wants to mess with him. So I felt really safe. Yeah. And and then it was like, yeah, he's like, cool. He sounds like a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I think, like, it's so hard probably for the person back home. Like, for him, I was experiencing this whole new life. And for him, I had just left. And yeah. so was, his life was the same except without me and he didn't have this big epic adventure he just sort of waited (laughs) and did his own thing and he did a lot of cool stuff and but it's like I really commend him for how easy and great he made the experience for me because it can be so shaped by the other person it can be and I think I look back and it's really sad to admit but a lot of my holidays uh not tainted tainted is not the right word but maybe influenced and impacted by Mm. the partner I left at home and mind you like part of that is because I did genuinely miss them a lot um but a lot of that was the lack of trust that they instilled on me on a family holiday based on their own actions and their own issues (laughs) it makes such a difference right it really does like the fact that um on a family holiday in a context where there's not much opportunity and 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 the fact that they knew me as the type of person I am I'm not that kind of person exactly I'm not someone to play up and so, now, that, like, what you know in hindsight, you can tell that it's a very clear case of somebody projecting their own insecurities or yes. their own issues on the other person to exactly. try and cover it up or hide. But it just... It's sad. And, I mean, a lot of my exchange trip was excited and really wanting to come home. Mm. But I don't feel like... Uh, like, I really still feel like I got to experience everything enough. Yeah. And I just... I, I, I understand why people have this... Uh, hesitation to doing long distance because if the other person really isn't secure enough Mm. or trusting enough to to, like if you're both not secure and trusting enough it can just really be toxic and awful and 
make you worry about things you shouldn't have to and I don't know I'm probably like I I hope I'm not in the minority but maybe I am that I got to experience going on exchange of being completely independent but still being in a loving and caring relationship yeah I think that I mean it makes me wonder how many relationships use the reason of distance as the reason as to why they broke up rather than the underlying issues yeah because yeah do you know what I mean (laughs) like how many how many relationships are actually founded on lack of trust and Mm. and lack of security and then yeah like those issues are then exaggerated and brought like realistically to the surface Mm. and but it's the distance between the couple is what determines the end of the relationship that's the reason that's their Mm. coping mechanism to be like it wasn't us you know realistically we were meant to be together but it was the distance that didn't make it work blah 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 and basically they just don't want to own up and admit and front the fact that realistically there are other actual issues in the relationship yeah i think definitely that could be a big thing that's happening because it's it's just a convenient reason to blame yes, it on. It is. You know? And not to say that long distance isn't hard, but like I said, because there was so much trust and support, in my experience, that was the only hard part. Mm. And, like, the, the thing that I think we struggled with the most, and mm. the only reason we ever fought during that time, and it wasn't... I wouldn't even call it fighting, but we... I found that our time zones were different. So what... Yeah. Like, so when we called a lot talked on the phone all the time facetimed but when my morning is his evening and his evening is my morning like when you want to discuss like you're in you're never compatible in what you what time of the day you're at yeah you know and and they're still like like sometimes you want to have like a really like loving heartfelt conversation Mm. right but that's something I like to do in the evening yeah (laughs) and that's his morning like he's on the way to work like he and he made such an effort to to get over that and Mm. I think and like I guess I like I really did too and I think that is also like another thing like you can you got to put in the effort and try and I think a lot of people yeah would hide the fact that maybe not hide the fact but probably even be blinded to it yeah whereas like the the real reason maybe is that they don't trust each other yes I think people also underestimate how much effort is required yeah exactly it is and like you really like you do have like I called Jackson we called each other like every single day multiple times a day and we actually probably wasn't even every single day but we like talked a lot and I kept him filled in and I told him about my stuff because you still got to tell each other about the little moments yeah right and sometimes we'd be on the phone and it's like I'd be walking to the gym and he'd be in bed because time zones and we would just be silent because when you talk on the phone every single day there's not that much more to say yeah <laughs> you know it's those times when I was like hi I don't have anything else to say and he'd be like me either and then we would hang up and there was a couple of times where we facetimed and like he would facetime me like until I fell asleep and I remember waking up and he was still on facetime and it was just like oh so cute <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just that little bit of extra effort. And I I think another important thing with long distance is being compassionate and understanding mm. towards one another and being self-reflective of how you feel and not projecting that on the other person as well because you can both get frustrated. You can both yeah. be, like, get angry. And, you know, whether it's the fact that there is the distance, whether it's something that's happened in your own life at that point, but you don't have that 
in-person support like you normally would that you've got to adjust um, and how you deal with that and you still want to seek support from them but it's not in the usual way but you've got to be understanding of the fact that you can't take it out on them because they've done nothing wrong yeah exactly and like it's so like that's the thing it's just it's so frustrating not being able to be with the person you love Mm -hmm. like it is it's really frustrating it's really hard on you emotionally so like if you don't have the support the other person being compassionate you being compassionate you're right it's very and and you're probably always going to feel like like you've got to make sure you're feeling like you're putting in the effort because both people have to compromise yes and I like it's hard not to love like people get used to loving in a certain way yeah right so I didn't I was never a physical touch person as one of my love languages mm-hmm. I heard this interesting perspective on love languages actually and it was sort of like what your love language is might be what you feel like you don't get enough of yes and so because I was never a big physical touch person when I got into a relationship very very quickly that became something that I really valued mm. it became such a big part like having that physical connection with somebody and like holding hands and and cuddles like that really like it surprised me because I wasn't a big you know yeah touch person and then all of a sudden I really valued all of that and so then to go from not really having any physical touch to being in a relationship and falling in love with physical touch to then doing long distance and trying to relearn like I felt like that was one of the hardest parts for me personally not being able to hug him yeah and I think that's very probably common (laughs) I think so too I can't imagine I'm the only one yeah no and I think regardless if um physical touch is or isn't a love language of yours not having like any any physical touch with someone that you love it makes a difference it impacts you regardless so I think if it's a love language of yours then it can be exaggerated Mm. and even if it's not you do feel the effects of that because you do crave it that's such an important human element of what we get to experience with other people and once that is taken away it's really hard to adjust and it does get frustrating and you have to be aware of that and like you said like you have to relearn or teach yourself how to fill that void of you know just because I can't touch the other person doesn't mean that I'm not loved or I don't love him or do you know what I mean like you've got to fill that void with something else and that can go with like I suppose most of the love languages yeah I think definitely like because no matter what they are like like even if your quality time you call it the way you spend quality time changes yeah you know like acts of service how do you do that long distance like it's a lot everything shifts because the whole way you communicate like it just shifts everything Mm. your whole relationship so I found that quite difficult and we ended up like I feel like it developed our language a lot more and how we talk to each other because Mm. we've relied so heavily on the words of kindness and love that we said yeah I think it does definitely bring out the requirement of strong communication and effective communication you mm-hmm. can't i feel like you really struggle <laughs> it, yeah. doing long distance if you can't communicate with one another so exactly. you need to you need really to, build that skill yeah and you need to be able to say when you're frustrated or what's bothering you or when you're happy and then same for the other person mm-hmm. and something that i did i read his favorite book through mm-hmm. that experience so whenever we were on the phone i had something to talk to him about 
that wasn't because it's obviously hard like I can imagine he never even complained but for me to be like oh my god I went to Vienna today and then last weekend I went to Paris and and then tomorrow I'm going to do this and do that and all this travel and friends and parties and having fun and then he's at home you know going to work every day and I think that like so I made an effort to read one of his favorite books so that every time we're on the phone, I could talk to him about something other than all of that. Yeah. Something about him, something that we got to enjoy, something we got to bond over. I was really taking interest in something he cared about. And, like, that little... Like, just little stuff like that really helps. Like, he went to dinner with the mm. fam when I was away. Like, once a week or something. Yeah. <laughs> He'd come to dinner here without me and see my family and hang out. And I would FaceTime my family and he would be there. And, it like, he made so much effort too. And I think, like... It made me feel really special and loved to have those little thoughtful things happen. But I think something that I do want to touch on before the episode is over is that I really think that the fact that it was a finite amount of time made the long distance very achievable. I think it's a very, very different, potentially much harder, more complicated situation if one person goes with no definite return date yeah you know it'd be hard like because because at that point you like for us we were working towards something you Mm. know it was hard but in like four months it was going to be over yeah we had a a countdown date (laughs) yeah exactly and then everything was going to go back to normal it wasn't forever we didn't have to adjust our lives it was just a finite amount of time yeah and i think if if i had have been like hi i have a job in england i'm moving there I'll come back and visit every couple weekends. Like, it's definitely doable, but I think that that is harder. Yeah. I suppose, like, wrapping this up, each individual experience that you have with long distance, whether it be a a holiday, like something short-term, exchange a couple of months, or a job, it could be a two-year gig, whatever it is, or indefinite, each experience is individual, and you've got to give it merit on its own, and you've got to look at it on its own, and you've got to be so careful not to be persuaded and discount your feelings based on what society kind of tells you and what people around you tell you and feed you if that makes sense yeah so really remember to be compassionate and to be understanding and to really open up those lines of communication because i think that at the end of the day is going to make all the difference and some things may not last yes and I mean, I went on an exchange not knowing if it was going to last. And every single day, you don't know if your relationship is going to last because things happen every day. And, you know, you can be solid and work through things. But there's nothing... Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. So throughout your entire relationship with somebody or with anybody, yeah, communication is the thing that is what makes it survive. I I really believe that if both people are honest and they both really want to be in that relationship, then then it, it will survive, right? As soon as one person doesn't want to be there anymore, they shouldn't. You know, you shouldn't stay in a relationship you don't want to be in anymore. But it just... Like, you can get through anything. Yeah. I believe that. But also, it terrified me, even though I believe that. Yeah. (laughs) And I think um, one thing I really valued about it is that it taught me very quickly that I was in a really supportive relationship, a really adaptable relationship, open communication. I just... I really it made me super sure about what I was in because of how challenging of an experience it was and how easy it was to navigate. Yeah. So I think be open to the possibility that, like, it doesn't have to be doomsday. No, that's really important, I think. 
and how you feel if you if you go on a holiday with your family like a weekend trip away from your partner and they make you feel guilty about that or they make you feel bad or anything like that potentially red flag like yeah definitely (laughs) you know so just you know be aware of the small moments you don't have to know these things from a six month trip around the world without them you know you can know from just being apart day to day so I hope that you guys learned something from uh, my experience and a little bit of Danny's experience um, of long distance and relationships and it's sort of more turned into like how to survive long distance yeah, it's a bit <laughs> of a story time slash what our opinions are of it yeah but uh, I guess the general gist is that every relationship is different yeah. and I suppose we, we just wanted to open up the different sort of sides of what a distance relationship can mean and look yeah. like and, and to show how it can be really beneficial yeah. and positive and it can be a really great experience and that it doesn't always have to be like society telling you that you're gonna miss out and you're gonna yeah you know it's fine <laughs> well we hope you enjoyed our episode today you can find us on instagram at we are pierced off and also at pierced off pod and you can also find our personal pages at danny.pierced and jess.pierced we'd love if you would follow us interact with us so we can get to know you and talk to you and all that fun stuff and we would also really appreciate if you could share this around to anyone you think might benefit from it we really appreciate you taking the time to listen you know it means a lot to us so yes thank you so much and until next time catch ya catch ya